Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. I am your host, Elliot, and join with me in the virtual studio is Doug and Erica. Hello. We also have Damien on the ones and twos. Hello. And in today's episode, we will be covering some recent news on our favorite topic. (laughs) We're going to be talking about some information that's come out recently. There's lots of alternative health websites, journalists, uh, practitioners who are sharing this information, um, and it's garnered quite a lot of attention. Uh, It's very, very significant, and it kind of uh, verifies what a lot of us have been concerned about for a very long time. We're going to be talking about the vaccine, specifically the mRNA vaccination, and the potential effects that this can be having on people um, or let's say the mechanism of action by which this can be causing very specific adverse side effects. And this can be short-term and long-term. In the past several shows, we've spoken on many occasions about the various side effects that people have been noticing. There've been all kinds of weird stuff. There've been, um, we've reported a couple of months ago, there's cases of strange autoimmune blood disorders, cases of, um, uh, bleeding outside of one's period. So women are having menstrual bleeding for months um, after having this vaccine. People who are having strange reactions with the cardiovascular system, some people who are dying. Um, there's lots of really weird stuff going on. And I think that we've basically just seen like the tip of the iceberg. So in today's show, we will look at um, the concept of the spike protein. So the spike protein being the protein that is um, that the mRNA vaccine is telling our body to make. And the effects of this spike protein and a recent um, study which was publicized, we'll talk about um, what that showed, how this spike protein is essentially making its way um, outside of the vaccination site from which it is designed to stay in. We were told that it was going to stay in the vaccination site, uh, how it's moving to various organs in the body and how that is potentially causing some very negative side effects. So um, coming, starting from the top, we have uh, a doctor. Well, I I believe he's a research scientist Mm -hmm. and his name is Brian Bridal. Now this guy is uh, a long-term vaccine scientist. He's very well established uh, I believe he's at Toronto University. Is that correct? Guelph. University of Guelph in Ontario. Same province. Oh, Ontario. Same province. Close. <laughs> yeah. So in a, in a Canadian university, he's received lots of um, funding to study vaccination, previously being a vaccine advocate, specifically for the mRNA technology. He, um, he came out, he did an interview not long ago. It was late May. And um, and in that interview, he'd spoken about how, from his perspective, vaccine scientists and researchers and medical professionals as a whole have made a grave mistake, a massive mistake in uh, allowing or promoting the use of mRNA technology in vaccination. Now, due to his request, so he had been aware of a study that was published looking at the specific uh, what's called biodistribution of the um, the active ingredient of these vaccines. 
So for those who don't already know, the, the mRNA type technology, it's made up by uh, the, the companies who make it, uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Um, and it's probably one of the most common vaccines being administered in the Western world. This particular vaccine is, um, it contains what's called mRNA. You think of it as genetic instructions, um, and that is incorporated or that's encapsulated in what's called a lipid nanoparticle, um, very special type of fat, which basically um, is very small and allows the mRNA to get into the body and get into the cells. And what it's designed to do is basically when it's injected into the deltoid muscle, it's designed to stay in the deltoid muscle. And what it's designed to do is go into the cells and provide instructions for the cells to generate what is called spike protein. And we'll get into what spike protein is later on. But ultimately, um, yeah, uh, this, this vaccine or this genetic material is ordinarily only meant to affect the deltoid muscle. Okay, It's not meant to get into the bloodstream, not meant to get anywhere else in the body. And that is, the, that is really um, the, the way that, um, that the massive health organizations have, have basically... Um, uh, have, have led people to believe, uh, similar to the vaccine um, companies as well, the pharmaceutical companies have said that there's, there's no danger with this because it's really only designed to affect the vaccination site. Well, this particular vaccine researcher uh, came across a paper and he accessed it uh, via a Freedom of Information Act. He got access to it, uh, I believe it was mid-May around that time uh, from the Japanese government. And um, so that particular paper was looking specifically at whether uh, what they did was they basically radio labeled. So they, they attached some radioactive material to um, the lipid nanoparticles, which is in, in which holds the mRNA in this vaccine. And what they did was they injected it into animals and they looked at how that was distributed in the body, whether it did actually stay at the site of injection as it was meant to or whether it did not, whether it went elsewhere. And the findings were really quite scary. Um, and so what this particular study showed, Damien, if you scroll down to, um, if we look at, let me just find the page. It is starting at, let's say, start at page six on the English version, right down towards the bottom. And what this essentially showed was that over the space of 48 hours, so two days, they showed that the, um, the mRNA or the lipid nanoparticle, which housed the mRNA, uh, this was traveling to almost every single organ. Um, they found very high amounts in the bloodstream. And what it would do was it would uh, peak in the blood and it would gradually make its way to various organs. Uh, in the particular um, table we're looking at here, it showed that uh, the highest amounts in the organs were found in the adrenal glands. Um, and that was particularly the highest amount that you would find it was after two days after vaccination, very high amounts in the bone marrow, um, very high amounts in the, um, in the ovaries, very high amounts in um, quite high in the spleen, in fact, very high in the spleen. Uh, really, I mean, it, it, most organs were found to 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 have this particular type of material. So I'll just list some of these off here. We have the adrenal glands, the bladder, the bone, the bone marrow, brain, eyes, 
heart, kidneys, large intestine, liver, lung, lymph node, um, muscle, pancreas, pituitary gland, prostate gland, salivary gland, skin, small intestine, spinal cord, stomach, uh, testes, thymus, thyroid, uterus, whole blood, and uh, plasma. So, again, the entire long, body. Yeah, basically, the entire body. So, first of all, what we have is we have this M- 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 mRNA um, solution getting to almost every single organ. Now, that is not what it was designed to do. Okay. Now, what does this fundamentally mean? Well, according to Brian Brindle, who is a scientist in this area and knows a lot about it, according to him, what that essentially means is that it's very likely that these organs or any tissue which is found to contain this type of lipid nanoparticle likely means that what's happening is is that it's generating spike protein, okay? Spike protein is, in simple terms, the way that we are designed to detect um, the coronavirus or is the way that we do detect the coronavirus um, and we launch an immune response against that. It's the idea is, is that you give a small amount of something which causes your body to make spike protein. And if you make spike protein, then all of a sudden you will start building up an immunity against that so that when you come in contact with the virus later on, you will, you will have some immunity against that. That's the theory anyway. Okay. As we'll see, it's not necessarily like that. Um, so that's really an overview of what this study showed. Really concerning because that is not how it was meant to work. That's not how anyone thought it was meant to work. And quite frankly, you would really hope that if you have a vaccine, which is meant to do something and it doesn't do that, or it does something completely different, you would think that the health, the regulatory authorities would have, (laughs) would have identified this and done these studies before actually allowing it to be um, administered en masse to the population. Mm-hmm. It turns out that they did know. Um, apparently, this study had been done a while ago and that many health authorities were aware of this distribution study. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Anything crazy. Anything else? Yeah. Well, I think one of the, the, the major points there is that the spike protein itself is actually toxic. So the fact Indeed. that it's being distributed throughout the entire body you know, the, because the whole premise of the mRNA vaccines is that, yeah, we're going to make the body create this harmless spike protein, this thing that has no uh, negative effect in and of itself. And then the immune system will detect it and then it'll mount a response. So then we'll be, we'll have increased immunity against um, spike proteins uh, that are attached to coronaviruses when we come in contact with coronaviruses. But what nobody seemed to anticipate well, probably shouldn't say nobody anticipated. I'm sure there were some people out there warning us about this a long time ago, but that the spike protein itself is toxic. There was one um, study that Brindle was actually talking about where they injected purified spike protein into the bloodstream um, and the lab animals developed cardiovascular problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was also demonstrated that the spike protein crosses the blood-brain barrier to do damage in the brain. Now, like I say, the whole premise of the, the, the vaccine is that this spike protein is harmless. Um, well, big surprise, it's not harmless. 
So all of these, like you were saying, Elliot, all of these um, negative consequences that we're seeing around, we might just have an actual mechanism at this point. This is why these things are happening. This is why we're seeing um, clotting problems. This is why we're seeing bleeding. Um, this is why we're seeing all kinds of different things. Um, cardiovascular issues. Uh, one thing that Brindle was talking about, actually, is that the spike protein can lodge. Where was it? It's in the ACE2 receptor. Is that right? Yeah, that's the way by which a spike protein actually interacts with with the body, right? right. It's, it's um, it was thought that one of the main ways by which COVID enters into the cell is through the spike protein, which is on the surface of COVID, to interact with the ACE2 receptor, right. um, and that's one of the main mechanisms of entry of the virus. However, what they now think, or what it's most likely that, is that. <laughs> The fundamental pathogenic, like the pathogenic factor of the COVID virus, so the thing which makes it dangerous for human beings is not necessarily that the virus enters into the cell after the spike protein activates the ACE2 receptor. It's it's simply the act of the spike protein activating the ACE2 receptor, which triggers severe, massive inflammation. Mm. In fact, they're saying that the the main way in which the covid is da- is dangerous to some people or is damaging to some people's health is is like solely because of the spike protein yeah. so what they're doing is they've whether knowingly or unknowingly I, d- I d- i'm not sure at this point what they've done is they have basically purified the most toxic aspect of the virus and have tricked people's bodies into generating a lot of that Right, you, causing someone's body to literally produce massive amounts of a toxin, yeah. and this is even the worst part of it. Right, is that I don't understand the mechanisms behind this, but um, it was either Brindle or another uh, researcher scientist who said specifically that the vaccines were designed to prevent the destruction of the spike protein for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Right, because what they've done is they they their idea was okay. You make a lot of spike protein. Well, we need to stop your immune system from uh, from destroying that, so that you have long enough to build up immunity immunity to it. What this fundamentally means is that yeah, you can be generating a lot of the spike protein, but you're not necessarily able to destroy it as quick as you ordinarily would if you'd have come in contact with the wild virus. In fact, what is potentially happening is that the Spike protein is is um, is traveling through the bloodstream. One of the main mechanisms of action is by is is activating the A two ACE two receptor in the cardiovascular system and in the brain, but primarily the cardiovascular system, the heart, etc. Um, and I mean, there's some researchers who are basically saying that that this this is uh, its main the system that it affects mainly is is going to be the cardiovascular system because of the dense amount of ACE2 receptors involved in that system. But what's going to happen is is that when you have this spike protein, it's floating around in the blood. You've got a bunch of it. You can't break it down as as fast as you should be, and then it is causing like unrelenting damage, uh, oxidative stress, inflammation in the vascular system, traveling to all of the organs, and you think. I mean, is it any wonder why we're seeing these side effects? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, too. You know, there was all these reports going around at one point. They've kind of, I don't know, I haven't seen much of them recently, but there was some reports where people were talking about if they were hanging out with people who were vaccinated, um, they started to have these weird side effects, uh, particularly women re- um, reporting like menstrual, menstrual irregularities um, just by being near 
other people who were vaccinated. And, you know, of course, this gets dismissed. Oh, that's nonsense. That's not that's not. But, you know, if it is actually the spike protein that's causing all the problems and by getting vaccinated with these mRNA vaccines, you are essentially turning yourself into a spike protein factory where you're just creating tons of them, probably excreting them. I mean, they haven't actually done, stu- as far as I know, they haven't done studies to see if people are actually breathing them out or anything like that. But I don't think it's that far-fetched to think that people would be or excreting them through their skin or something like that. Then it's like there's another mechanism right there how this kind of thing could be happening, um, despite the fact that everybody wants to dismiss these kinds of things. Oh, that's nonsense conspiracy theory. It's kind of like, well, you know, there's a mechanism there that might actually be what's going on here. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's thoroughly concerning. Um, and it would very much help to explain a lot of these really odd, strange side effects. I mean, we were talking previously about the um, these strange autoimmune reactions which were occurring because of um, because of exposure to this to this vaccine, right? Very strange autoimmune reactions. Well, we think, okay, so we've got several classes of adverse events. We've got um, kind of the classical kind of inflammatory unknown event, which might be uh, carditis, pericarditis, myocarditis, uh, heart attack, these kinds of things. Um, And I think that that could potentially be explained uh, by this severe uh, kind of ongoing inflammation and oxidative stress, which is caused um, because of the spike protein itself. But then we've also got this other issue of this spike protein being generated in different organs. Mm. And that really has some pretty scary uh, possibilities associated with it. Because if we're looking at, I mean, there's there's Stephanie Seneff, Julie Mikovits, several of these other big names, these scientists who are saying, look, like if you are generating a bunch of this spike protein in an organ, what's to say that you're not going to then develop immunity against that, mm-hmm. but associate that with the tissue in which it's presented, mm-hmm. right? So for instance, your adrenal glands, your liver, your kidneys, your bone marrow, et cetera. So we could be looking at very severe autoimmune conditions against these organs, these tissue-specific autoimmune conditions, mm-hmm. which are relatively rare, like population-wide speaking. But if you're generating a bunch of this toxin and you develop like a molecular mimicry situation, then, I mean, and these things, uh, we've said this time and time again, they take years to uh, years to occur. There's mm-hmm. some scientists who are, who are uh, voicing concerns about lymphoma in that mm-hmm. if it's getting into the bone marrow, well, unfortunately, lymphoma, it takes about nine years to even develop. So someone can have it, someone can start developing it, and they don't even know it's not going to manifest clinically for potentially, you know, five or 10 years. So the fact is, if, I mean, this, this should have been, like, this, this should have been studied, right? This should have been fleshed out in an ideal world before allowing uh, this to be administered to hundreds, well, millions of people at this point, right? Hundreds well, of millions. The, the, the FDA was warned by a pediatric rheumatologist named Patrick Wellen, and he had warned uh, a vaccine advisory committee of the FDA of the potential for this uh, spike protein in COVID vaccines to cause microvascular damage, damage to the liver, heart, and brains in ways that were not assessed in safety trials. So it's like they knew it, 
but they withheld the information and, and didn't share it. You know, I mean, they saw these potentials and what do they think? Well, we'll try it anyway. I mean, yeah, that's what it looks like at this point. Um, there's, there's really no excuse. And this, I don't think that this can be passed off as, you know, people made mistakes, mm. you know, they had the information there and yet they were trying to push this technology out. I'm not sure exactly why that was, it clearly wasn't because of a virus, right? It yeah. wasn't because of a virus. That's clear. So money. And kind of going up back to what you said, Doug, about this traveling um, in this article, uh, we're talking about vaccine researcher admits big mistakes. Spike protein is a dangerous toxin. They talk about how nursing babies are actually getting mm-hmm. the spike protein. And one baby even died as a result. I think it was two days after the mom got the COVID vaccine. So there, there are documented cases of this traveling you know, through breast milk, which mm-hmm. would mean that it could very easily travel other ways as well, even skin to so. skin contact. Yeah. 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 That, and it was a, a weird blood disorder that that baby ended up dying of. I don't remember offhand. I what think it was, it was um, it said, although bridal did not cite it, Vare's report describes a five month old breastfed infant whose mother received the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine in March the following day, the baby developed a rash and became inconsolable, refused to nurse and developed a fever. The report says the baby was hospitalized with a diagnosis of thrombotic. I can't say it. Thrombotic, thrombocytopenic, thrombocytopenic purpura. Yes, a rare blood disorder and the baby died. So right there, that should have been enough where they were like, whoa, 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 we should maybe wait, find out. You know, yeah. what causes this? Is it a, you know, one in 10,000 event, one in a million, or that should have been it right there. Yeah. Personally, in my opinion. Well, I mean, what's interesting is that, that, that there seems to be a lot of issues relating to the platelets or the thrombocytes, uh, another word for platelets. Um, that, that one, uh, that one doctor that we're talking about kind of towards the start of the vaccine rollout, um, one of the first doctors to, to have quite a highly publicized, uh, reaction and ultimately died his, again, it was an autoimmune reaction against the platelets. It was very severe thrombocytopenia. And that's been documented in several cases now, I think. Um, so not only can it cause, um, a, a lack of clotting or, uh, yeah, an attack against the, the platelets. Um, it looks as though it can also cause clotting as well, right? Because we see that one of the primary side effects is, uh, is thromboemboli- thromboembolism and um, issues with excessive blood clotting, particularly in the lower extremities, again, relating to the cardiovascular system here. Um, and as we'll talk about next show, uh, lots of issues with the heart as well which is again is is going to be quite understandable i think uh when we're looking at the kind of mechanism of action by which the spike protein is said to interact with cells so it's uh, all of this is to prevent the common cold is that what we're doing that's the thing that's so incredibly aggravating about all this is that people are not even prevent it yeah People have been convinced that they absolutely must do this for, you know, to survive. For the human race to, to continue on, we must all get this vaccine. And people believe that. 
But, I mean, we know, anybody who's been watching this show for a while knows that that is absolute nonsense. That really we're looking at, like you said, common cold, flu, something like that. And these vaccines are actually potentially incredibly harmful. And it's just so aggravating. Aggravating is not even the right word. It, it, it makes my blood boil that people are going, like, getting this dangerous injection for nothing. For nothing. There are this this COVID thing is just it's it's so it's so much of a non-issue, but everybody has been just brainwashed into believe into believing that it is it is the most dangerous disease that's ever come across humanity, and it's just it it makes me so mad that 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 people have been brainwashed into believing this that they have to get this dangerous injection experimental injection never been tried on humans no long-term studies but they have to get it um and they don't yeah well and he used the word pathogenic i mean that's pretty serious like to be injecting people with a pathogenic product yeah Incidentally, I did want to mention um, there was one article on The Defender, which is the Children's Health Defense uh, kind of subsite. Um, it was called Inventor of, RM- Inventor of mRNA Technology. Vaccine causes lipid nanoparticles to accumulate in high concentration in ovaries. Um, and basically, this article is going through uh, an interview that Brett Weinstein did with um, inventor of mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone. Um, that video has been taken down from YouTube, but you can find it. Um, I found it on BitChute. I'm sure it's on other alternative platforms or something like that. That interview is, is, is definitely worth watching. They're going through a number of the things that we're talking about here. They do talk about the Japanese study, and they talk about that quite a bit. Um, and a few other studies as well that we've spoken of here, but um, to hear them kind of, uh, to hear it coming from the guy who basically invented the technology is quite powerful. And those guys are really, um, anyway, I, I highly recommend the, the, the video because it's definitely worth watching. Well, one thing that was interesting in the video um, that I personally didn't know when I've been following the FDA for a long time is that the FDA was actually created in the U.S. after the thalidomide issue mm. with pregnant women. So if no one's people may not be familiar. I can't remember. It's 50s, 60s. Uh, they were giving pregnant women thalidomide for morning sickness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to not be incumbent by feeling sick and nauseous, they were giving pregnant women thalidomide. And then their babies were being born with radical birth defects. Mm -hmm. And so the FDA was created as a result of that. So we see here now we're, you know, 45 or 50 years later that we're right back to just giving pregnant women and children and everybody under the sun, these products that could very well in five to 10 years show to be extremely detrimental. Mm -hmm. And so you wonder, I have zero faith in the FDA, uh, Robert Malone has a little bit more faith in the FDA. I think he actually works with them or for them. But just that little bit of snippet of news, and it shows you people for don't even, they're not even going back into history to find out like this is a systematic way that big pharma has like gotten away with killing and maiming people 
and have never really been held accountable. You know, that's just one organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that saying, he who does not know history is doomed to repeat it, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that playing over time and time again. I really think what we're witnessing now, well, I don't think I'm, I think, but I'm fairly confident that this is really the, the biggest medical scan, scandal in all of our known history. Like mm-hmm. what we're witnessing right now is a really big event taking place and it's already yeah. too late, right? It's already too late. Uh, if this spike protein is indeed as problematic as some of these lead researchers, and I mean, this guy... This guy was the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. When you have the inventor coming out and saying that this is like a serious mistake and we need to recall these immediately, then that's like, that's pretty important. Um, So what we're witnessing now is unique. And whilst the thalidomide scandal was, it was terrible. It was, it was, it was, it was applicable to a relatively small percentage of the population right a certain demographic which is naturally very small in comparison to the wider demographic demographic which is the entire population you know it's pregnant women it's terrible but it's a very small amount of people who were ever being administered that drug if we look at today we've got i mean in the uk you've got like almost 70 percent of the population who've had both doses of the vaccine and most of them are Pfizer. Uh, same as in uh, Canada, I believe you're saying, Doug, a lot of them are, are yeah. the, the, the mRNA vaccine. Yeah, no, I think um, in Canada, I think maybe there was the option to get the AstraZeneca, but it was, it was almost exclusively Pfizer. Yeah. And we see in the, U- in the US, um, massive amounts of the Moderna vaccine are being administered. So ultimately there has been a push to focus primarily on a mRNA te- technology in other countries. I know from someone in the um, one of the Southeast Asian countries, I believe speaking to or heard them say the other day um, that uh, they were halting the use of any non-mRNA specific vaccine. So basically the only vaccines that certain countries are going to be offering are the ones which contain this mRNA, which makes your body make the spike protein. So, you know, what is coming down the line is it's really difficult to know at this point. It's highly disturbing. Um, And really, ultimately, it seems at this point, it's almost too late because people have already been given it. Um, And we find out after the fact. So unfortunately, it's kind of like the ship has sailed. Um, Any potential side effects that we are going to be seeing have basically already been initiated. You know, what I mean is they're, 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 um, they're, they're train already... has left the station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The train has left the set. The That's it. That's or the it. toothpaste back in the tube. This right. is the thing when we're dealing with a novel kind of technology, like this isn't just as simple as, you know, detoxify or do this or do that. It's like, we really, no one knows whatsoever yeah. what's going to happen long-term for these people. And it's very unfortunate to those who've, who've been vaccinated with this, um, mRNA and maybe you know all things uh, considered perhaps there's a chance that they might be perfectly fine and they might have a certain degree of a, an immune system function which allows them to kind of clear this toxin out not initiate any long-term side effects that being said I think we are literally 
seeing just the beginning. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. And I think that we are going to see many, many, many more unexplained deaths in the coming months and years, which might not be attributed to the vaccine. But as some of these researchers are are pointing out, we need to be looking at statistics for brain-related conditions, neurological conditions, cardiovascular illnesses, neurodegenerative conditions, autoimmune conditions, cancers. I mean, it's entirely possible that these are going to go like rapidly kind of be increasing over the next couple of years. So it's, it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really highly disturbed by this. Um, I think it's, it's, it's thoroughly, uh, it's, it's thoroughly disturbing. Um, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, anything else that, that you guys want to add? I have just one last added thing in that article. Um, Malone, according to Malone, he said the, the FDA, did know that the COVID spike team protein was biologically active and could travel from the injection site and cause adverse events. But they so, didn't care. Yeah. And that, that really kind of, I think demonstrates at this point who the FDA serves. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known for a very long time. You only have to look at the advisory boards, the funding, the individuals who go from the board member of the FDA to some other big agricultural company, some big pharmaceutical company, and then back to the FDA. They tend these 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 kind of high level um, officials. They tend to jump between the different organisations, right? So it was clear to us it's been for a very long time, at least, that the FDA has, has been in the back pocket of. Um, these massive uh, corporations, right? Um, that's been fairly clear. But at this point, I, I think uh, if, if, if it is true that they did know, um, really, I think I, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but you would hope that people would, uh, if they come across that information, you would hope that that would uh, kind of wake them up to see that these kind of organizations, they are not, serving the people they don't have the people's best interests at heart and generally they are self-serving um and in some cases malevolent right so that's that's kind of something that i think we all need to get to get to grips with yeah uh probably most listeners for this show are already well familiar with that concept but uh yeah and for those who who were unwilling to see the writing on the wall the whole time well unfortunately he who he who learns must suffer right and this may be uh, an unfortunate consequence that they're going to have to go through now. Um, and if at the end of that, I guess one of the silver linings could be that, you know, maybe they do lose, lose faith in, in these kind of, um, these kind of agencies um, and, and can see the truth eventually. But how, however much kind of suffering is going to come from that, it's really difficult to say at the moment. Um, either way. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably everything for today's show. Uh, again, very depressing, disturbing topic. I would say uh, quite exciting um, in, in some respect without sounding, putting that the wrong way. Uh, I'm kind of semi-excited to see what's going to happen. Not necessarily excited in a good way, but I'm excited to to see how this is going to pan out, whether those uh, who were accountable will be held accountable um, and how long people can keep the cat in the bag because it's got to come out at some point, I feel. Yeah. Um, so it will be very interesting uh, to see how this develops. And of course, we'll, we'll, we'll continue covering this as it, as it unfolds. Um, but if that's everything, that's, uh, yeah, I want to, I guess that's all that I have to add to it as well. Um, so yeah, thanks to our listeners 
um, for this week's show. You can always like and subscribe to our page. Uh, share it if you found it helpful. Um, drop us a comment. You can find us on BitChute and we're on Odyssey or Library. So, not BitChute. Yeah. Um, sorry? Soon. BitChute soon. Coming soon. Oh, BitChute soon. We're not on BitChute. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Damien. Yeah. So, we're all primarily on Library. Anyway. So, Ansart.net. Uh, Ansart.net, of course. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So, uh, if that's everything, then thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, see you next week. Bye, everybody. Take care.